As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. God's social media and the youth. An interview with Father Michelle Remery. So I'm joined today by Father Michelle, um, who's from Tweeting with God. So thank you for joining me. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you very much. And you're not just joining me, you know, from, from across the uh, hall here at, at ACYF. You're joining me from all the way uh, from the Netherlands, which is uh, quite a distance to come. So I guess my first question would be, what, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm here for the festival. Yeah. I wouldn't miss the festival. Now that I know what is happening here, I wouldn't miss it mm. for the earth. It's really, really good to be here and see what is being done in Australia. I know the organizers from international meetings on youth pastoral care. Mm. And they told me two years ago, as we were preparing for, uh, for Krakow, or coming back from Krakow, I think it was, they were telling me, come, join us. And here we are. It's so worked. Here. That's awesome. Well, thank you for, for, for coming here. I firstly want to ask you about tweeting with God. How, how did it begin? What was really the inspiration there? Yeah, it all started very natural. Because at the end of Mass, I was shaking hands with the people, saying, nice Sunday. And the young people discovered that I was up for a little bit of conversation and that they could ask challenging questions. And they did so ever more. So they brought their friends and they started to ask questions as well. And there were so many, I couldn't answer all the questions there at the doors of the church. So I asked them, please write down your questions and I will see how we are going to deal with your questions. They did send me about uh, 1,000 questions. So I was really amazed to see the amount of questions and the desire to know. And from there, we started to discuss every week another question. We took every evening that we were coming together, one question on the table. And the idea was not that I was giving the answers. That would be too easy. And it would just by, like, be like giving them a lesson to learn by heart. That's not what we wanted to do. We wanted to think together mm. about reasons why that was the church's teaching coming true. And also trying to find answers by ourselves, just by reasoning Mm. using a bit of philosophy, using some information from the Bible that we had, especially using our common sense. Mm. And one of the things we discovered, and I was surprised to see that as well with the young people, that our faith is very logical. You don't need to know everything about the faith to see that there's an internal logic in it, which is always connected to the love of God for us human beings and the way in which he wants us to be happy wants us to find joy, real profound joy in our life. And together with the young people, we developed a way in which you, a a repeatable way, a way in which you can talk about the faith together in a group and then find ways in which you you stimulate others to think with you. The stimulation really worked up to such an extent that some evenings, two or three evenings after, our weekly meeting, the youngsters would be ringing at my bell just at the moment that I was finally finished with my work, wanted to retire because the next morning would start. And they were ringing there at the bell asking, Father, would you please come from the parish house to the pub where we are with our friends, maybe atheist friends. We're discussing uh, this question we were talking about the other night and we don't really get further with them. Can you Mm. please come and convince them? So I would come, I wouldn't come to convince the friends, but I would come to challenge them and help them to think as well. And many good friendships came from those pub discussions. And you would always have an old man at the bar 
starting to shout uh, half insulting things to the priest but very often if I would go into the challenge and half insult him as well a nice conversation would start yeah. and he would go into after uh, attacking me and attacking the church he would go into telling about his travel and his difficulties yeah. and some very very profound discussions were taking place there yeah. so the very origin of tweeting with God is the question of the young people in the Netherlands at a very specific time and then we developed those questions and tried to write a brief summary of that what we found for each of the questions that's the basis of the book Tweeting with God first published in Holland and very soon afterwards in other languages first English and Polish and now we are about 15 languages and others wow. on the way so it's really really growing very fast that's amazing yeah. what, what have been some of your favorite questions that you have asked um, either just for you personally or, or that you've seen a lot of fruit come out of well one of the questions that comes up very often here at the festival where many of the uh, young people are at school is listen at school I hear about the Big Bang and this theory of how the earth came to be and what science is teaching and then when I go to church they just tell me the creation story how should I interpret this how should I see it so when you think about that question and you look at it from different sides the young people in Holland themselves will also hear when you start asking them does the Bible lie? They will say immediately no. But when I ask, does science lie? They will start to smile and say, no, that's impossible because science is based on facts. Now, it's helpful to know that the uh, theory of the Big Bang was uh, presented by a Catholic priest, Georges Lemaitre. And it's also helpful to realize that the story of creation can be read in a poetic way, expressing more profound truths. Like a song text, just with a few words, can give you a very profound reality or express something which you couldn't express in simply a piece of prose. So there were other questions uh, related to um, their own personal life, maybe affectivity, how to deal with other people, about forgiveness. How can I, how can I be forgiven if I have difficulty in forgiving myself? But also questions regarding the end of life. Why did my grandmother have to die? Or... Why is there so much violence in the, on the earth and why does God allow this? And many, many other questions, all related to our life as human beings and our life as Christians. Do you think that um, something like tweeting with God is really a fruit of this new evangelization that St. John Paul II talked about? Because I'm presuming that Europe's very similar to Australia in that um, a lot of young people, when they grow up now, you know, it's not so much about having to simply accept you know, what, what their parents or their grandparents um, are, are telling them that, that they have to believe, that there really is a challenge now to, to really have to understand what it is that you believe and to be able to defend it. I know I've, I've heard this before with young people saying that, you know, um, it's, it's just very difficult with the world around you because there's so much challenge. You can't really sort of sit in the middle. You know, you either have to embrace your faith or you have to walk away from it. That seems to be the situation that a lot of young people are in now. Do you think that the tweeting with God really fits in with that and is, the, is one of the church's answers to that in helping young people to, to embrace the faith in such a hostile world? Yes, I think that question can only be answered affirmatively because you spoke about John Paul II. He played an important role also in my own vocation story. Uh, 
but he played an important role in the lives of many people. And he is somebody who was able to... I think he introduced a new form of papacy also in instituting World Youth Day, for example, with a lot of attention to the young generation. And that continued with his successors. And the attention to the young people is essential precisely for the reason that you're saying. At a certain moment when you're growing up, you no longer want to be the person that your parents want you to be, but you want to be yourself. Uh, hopefully, you will have learned a lot from your parents and you, it will be in line with them, but it must be you living, not them living through you. And the same is for your faith. You cannot believe because other people tell you to do so. People can tell you and force you to go to church, but people cannot force you to love God. Nobody can be forced to love. That's something that has to come from your heart. And we have seen that starting from intellectual questions, questions a little bit further away from the heart, like the creation and the Big Bang. Very soon we moved on to questions that were related to our own hearts and their relationship with God. And then even if they had difficulty believing, the young people would express a desire to have someone like God around whom they could trust, who would always be there, who would not be judgmental, who, who would always be bigger and without fault, something they couldn't always say about their parents. They, might, they usually loved their parents a lot, but they would always see the flaws as well in what they were doing. And as they were growing up and moving to a new phase in their lives, trying to assimilate the things around them, but also trying to become personal, individual, unique human beings, treating with God played a very important role in, in, in helping them to realize who they were, who they could be, and also that there's no need to get stressed about your life, about the future, because there's so many things which are being asked by the society today. But if you see all that in the light of God and His presence among us and the love He has for you, in spite of everything that you may do wrong, then you can be much calmer and you can... It's much easier to be yourself. Now, I'm not going to let you go before asking. You mentioned before that St. John Paul II played a part in your vocation. Do you mind sharing a little bit of that? I was uh, a delegate to the first World Youth Day I attended in Manila, all by coincidence. And I was part of a forum, a group of young people from all the world, which were invited before World Youth Day actually started, to discuss about matters regarding society, faith, new evangelization. And in that group, I was chosen to be the one who would read the final message to the Pope and to the people present. There were a few people present there, about six million. It was for long the largest gathering on earth. And that's where I read a message of young people from all the world to the Pope and the world press. And after that, I had a little moment where Pope John Paul II wanted to speak to me. I was standing quite far. The stage of the Pope is quite big. But uh, he started to wave at me, and I waved back. But then one of those uh, mass servants came and, and pushed me. No, no, the Pope is asking you to come. Go, go, go. So I came to the Pope, and he looked me in, in my eyes, and he said, that was a very important message. And I replied, it's very difficult to live this message. Mm. The, the core of the message that I read is that we wanted to learn more about Christ and become better followers of Christ. 
And when the Pope heard me say it's difficult, he was quiet. He looked me in the eyes and he said, but you can do it. It is possible. And I still remember now that very intensive way in which he was able to convey and pass on a sense of strength, Mm. a sense of how our faith is something really positive. And I'm very happy if I'm able to convey that positive side of our faith and the fact that we have a joyful faith, that our lives can be joyful in spite of difficulties because God is here and Christ is present in our lives. For me, that was a very important moment when I started to realize that much deeper, thanks to Pope John Paul II. Yeah, well, that's, that's really beautiful. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. And of course, thank you for, for coming here to, to ACYF and, and to our booth here for an interview. And um, yeah, God bless you and your ministry. I also have to obviously ask you, how, how do we find out more about you, get in touch, follow you, all that kind of thing? Well, social media is a good way to start. You can follow us on uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. You'll find it under Tweeting with God, also in some other languages. And you can follow myself as well, Michel Remery, at those uh, different uh, social media. You can find our website, tweetingwithgod.com. You can also serve directly to the website of Freedom Publishers here in Australia, who just uh, yesterday brought in a very fresh first copies of the book here in this uh, new continent and I'm very happy that it's going to be helpful for people also in this continent and I really hope that uh, whoever uses the project which consists of not just a book but also the website and application for the mobile phone and uh, our social media channels with video I hope that the uh, entirety of the project will be helpful for people to find their own path with God and especially young people, that they can be convinced that they're not alone, that God is there and wants them to find real, true joy in their lives. And I pray for that. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll continue to, to pray for you and for, for all these intentions and for your mission. And yeah, obviously, thank you once again. Thank you very much. It was God a great bless. pleasure. That was Father Michelle Riemery with God, Social Media and the Youth. For more talks, interviews and shows, visit creadio.org.au.